Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. So today's topic is something we haven't really delved into before, um, which is why we're so excited to talk about it. And with our guest today, uh, Caitlin Moore from Sass and Cellulite is going to be on today talking about um, her relationship with food and how that affected her relationship. Yeah, she posted a TikTok recently or an Instagram reel. I'm sure it was on both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, about how it how it affected her relationship so much and how it wasn't until she healed her relationship with food that like that issue with her husband ended. The thing I think her insecurities with herself were affecting her relationship with her husband and I, I don't know the real the real or the TikTok I'm forget which we saw um was super powerful for me and I'm not even in a relationship mm-hmm. so um we collectively were like yeah we we need to talk about this topic so yeah this is our first time really um delving into relationships with food um and how that affects your confidence and your relationships and I think this conversation we had with her was really interesting Um, can't wait for you guys to hear it so let's just jump in hey Caitlin thanks for joining us hey thanks for having me this is exciting sorry I interrupted you this is my first ever guest appearance on a podcast so I'm really excited I know I was so excited when you said yes because we've been seeing your content on TikTok and the gram but I know I've followed you forever so you know it's like always nice to like actually put a face with a name (laughs) I know especially your and I's names are similar Mm -hmm. yep so I just like it's sometimes I forget what people's names really are so (laughs) I know me too (laughs) I do that all the time do people call you sass I I get emails that say dear sass and I'm like you you have to know that's not a name (laughs) oh but not in your real life my name no not in real life no People call her sassy in real life. Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah. I think because you like have it in your little name slot. So yeah, yeah, because people like weren't calling me by my name. So I was like, you know what? Let's just go by what people think it is. And now it's like an alter ego. Not really. I mean, it's still <laughs> me, but you know. Yeah. Anytime somebody calls her sassy when I'm in the presence, I'm like, what? <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> but she answers. I so. mean, it's my name now. But so you're on sass and cellulite. Yes, and cellulite on Instagram and TikTok. And mm-hmm. I came up with that name. Honestly, at first, it's really funny because I did a little shuffle round of my like Instagram handles. I had my my personal page, which was called my name, the Caitlin Moore, um, for a long time. And I had a little like art, digital art page that was called Sass and Cellulite. Cause I just love I one day came up with that name and I thought it was so fun. And I was like, I need to do something with that. And I just felt like it really encompassed my personality. And then down the line I was like and I was kind of doing like self-love body positive digital art there so it Mm. it kind of fit and then I was like doing that same content on my personal page and I was like why don't I just use that name and so I like did a little switcheroo Mm -hmm. and stole it and now that was like the best decision I ever made (laughs) because I love it I think I love it too but I also think it encompasses a lot of like what you're talking about anyway which is a lot about confidence but also fashion and you know so it's like you're getting a little bit of the of both right yeah body positive totally it's like I share curvy fashion which 
works if you're, you know, a similar body type to me, but everyone can have cellulite. So it kind of works for everybody too. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a reel and I sent it to Nikki that you made because I, I just like, I don't know, everything about it made me like, it was like an aha moment a little bit where you're like, oh man, this is so powerful. Um, So I'll just, I'll give a brief sure. rundown of what it was for <laughs> the audience, even though we have the person here who made it. Um, Basically it was about how um that when you met your husband, you were a lot smaller and you had a lot of guilt around gaining weight because that wasn't the person that he had initially like asked out um at which i think a lot of people could probably um relate to um and that you know you basically like were always on diets and you were like making him keep you accountable and that like started to affect your relationship and you were just sort of had this like aha moment where he said like i wish you would believe that you're beautiful when I tell you that and you were kind of like man I need to change my mindset so that I saw that and I was like oh wow like she really chose to have this like healing journey Mm -hmm. which is just like really I think really powerful and I mean so many people are in relationships and I think can understand that because I think I would even have that thought and process if I were in a relationship where it's like can I be better even though you're good at any Mm. weight (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people can relate to their body having changed from when they started a relationship. My husband and I have been together for seven years now, married for four. Um, and like I said, in my video, I'm like a hundred pounds ish heavier than when we started dating. And we met when I was like 17. So I was a teenager, you know, like your body changes a lot. body. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we didn't start dating for a few years after that when I had uh, was in college and I had like just finished a pretty extreme diet and lost a little bit of weight. And so I met him like at my smallest I'd ever been in, in like kind of an adultish body. And now I don't keep track of my weight. Um, I got rid of my scale sometime in 2020, which was like the best decision ever. Um, and So I don't actually know like the number difference, but it's like around hundred pounds difference. And when I actually, I didn't like put that together until I started making that TikTok and I was like, oh geez, that's pretty big difference. (laughs) Um, But like he has never once, first of all, he's never once made me feel like I'm done something wrong or that Mm -hmm. like I am not the person that he fell in love with. Um, But like you said, my kind of aha moment was well, let me backtrack a little bit. Let me give a little story chat for everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, when I met him, I just, like I said, I just finished a pretty extreme diet and I was also unbeknownst to him and myself dealing with binge eating disorder. Didn't really know that was a thing, but it's kind of a thing that happens when you're on extreme dieting cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we, we dated, my weight went up and down a ton. I struggled with that. I was really isolated about it. And until probably like almost our second year of marriage. So maybe like four or five years of dating, I like it, I was determined it was a thing I needed to fix myself. Like it was a me problem. I felt super alone. Like 
and, and we would, we would, we would like, he'd, he'd offer to do the diet with me or we'd do, you know, go to the gym together, things like that, that like are great and encouraging. And there is no fault in wanting to be that for somebody like at all. But the difficulty comes when inevitably I binge or I fall off the diet and I'm, I'm really frustrated. And then I get mad at him for not holding me accountable when it's not his, mm. you know, it's not his responsibility. Um, <clears throat> and then we would end up in these fights about, oh, I just wish that I was better. And I wish that I was blah, blah. And he would be like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you're talking <laughs> in circles. Like you're, you look fine, but like, of course I want to support you. Like he did, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And yeah, like I said in my video, it kind of came to this point. We were arguing over a piece of pie. I think, I don't know if I said this in the video or not, but arguing over a piece of pie, it was like a little bit larger than a normal slice. And I had decided that I was going to have it. Like it's the last piece I was going to have it. And then he was like, hey, why don't we split it? And I was like, already in my mind, I had decided and like finished this pie. So for somebody to like come in and offer an alternative, like totally threw me for a loop. And I was like, why can't I just have it? And he was like, cause you know, like I want some, we can split it. <laughs> and I was like, no. And then just like, I went on this rampage of like, first I was mad that we, he wanted to split the pie. And then I was like, oh my God, why are we fighting over pie? Like, why am I like this? Why? Like, clearly this is an issue. And I went out like, I wish I just had control around food. I wish I could just get my weight under control. And then I went on this whole long journey. And at the end of the conversation, he didn't say anything. And I was like, hello, like, were you there? <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, babe, but like, we've been through this before. Like, mm -hmm. we've had this conversation a ton of times. And it's honestly really draining when we get to the end of a date night, we were having a great time. And now we're fighting over a piece of pie. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> clearly, like, it's not just a me thing. Like it's, it is affecting people outside of my little bubble. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ruin date night over a piece of pie. Like, clearly, this is something I need to get a hold of. And the answer was not another diet, another weight loss choice, like another gym plan. The answer was healing my relationship with food and body. Yeah. And the other thing was, like, he would try to say, you're beautiful. You know, I, I'd have a moment where I was frustrated with maybe my pants didn't fit or whatever. And he and he he was always so encouraging. He always has been so encouraging, like, buy another one like yeah, yeah. <laughs> right I'd just buy like, new pants <laughs> yeah and I'm like if only it was that easy but <laughs> in those moments I'd be like nah I just wish that I could you know I'd go on a whole spiral and he'd be like you are beautiful like I don't know what you're saying and like I wish that you would believe me when I tell you that you're beautiful and I was like I don't <laughs> like I don't and I'm sorry that I don't and I I want to and so it was kind of a combination of that and struggling with my relationship with food that led me into this journey of healing. And it really was not, I didn't just wake up the next day and was like, great, <laughs> got it, nailed it. I'm perfect now. Um, it was a struggle. It, I mean, it's still a daily choice um, to, to A, believe him and excuse me, B, like, have a healthy relationship with food and body, but like our relationship is miles better because of it. Like I'm, I'm so much more confident in my skin that then like he's confident, like it just rubs off. And obviously I now have a page that's dedicated to confidence. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how we ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. How did you, how, what was your first step? Did you guys go to, did you go to therapy? Did you go to therapy together? Like, how did you like start to battle this? Yeah. Um, I had been going to therapy throughout college. So while we were dating and I actually, oddly enough, started going to therapy because I realized I was struggling with binge eating and I was like, I need to get this under control. And unfortunately I went into therapy with the intention of if I get my binge eating under control, I can finally lose weight and have mm. my weight, which was not the solution. <laughs> so then I had to go to therapy and be like, let's back up that right. like, this let's let, you know, let's take it backwards. Um, where does this desire to lose weight come from, et cetera. And so I had to work through that. And then, so I had been doing that by the time we got married. Um, and I was still, I was kind of frustrated with therapy at this point. Cause I was still so wanting to lose weight. Like I was, I was talking with my therapist about like, okay, I get that. Like there are no rules, but like, where are the rules? <laughs> I was like, what can I eat? Like, I just needed somebody to tell me exactly what to do. And it was actually, it wasn't like this. So, okay. Back up. I did join a, what's it called? Like a food freedom, um, masterclass, like program for like maybe six months. And mm-hmm. that's what really healed my relationship with binge eating, um, which was fantastic. So I did that at the same time. And then when it came to body image. Um, the biggest thing that had made a difference for me, one cleaning out my closet and making sure I only had clothes that fit. Mm-hmm. Um, there is nothing like having a pair of jeans in the back of your closet that don't fit that you pull out every six months and go, Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> they don't fit. And it's still, you know, um, and it's just really frustrating to look at your closet and not have anything to wear. Now we can do that even when everything fits, but it's a lot harder to do that. Um, to look at your closet and really only have limited options as far as what is comfortable, mm-hmm. um, and fits. And so step one, I would recommend is clean out your closet Um, and that was, that honestly was like a big mental hurdle because you have to accept like, okay, I'm, my body might change, but it might not. And if it doesn't, I need to be okay with that. And I need to have it. And so there, you know, I did keep some for a little bit to go like, okay, maybe, you know, like I do really love this shirt or whatever. I think Um, we all do that. But also like if we lost weight and went to a different size, we would buy new clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we trick ourselves with that. I did that for, for years and years, but I think I'm with you that like, that was a big mental hurdle of like realizing that it's okay to like not go back to a smaller weight like that it's okay to gain weight because like I kept like dresses from college Mm -hmm. that um I was like someday I'll fit in these they're not even like to Nikki's point not even fashionable anymore Yeah, (laughs) yeah but like I don't think I ever fit in them and it was sort of like I had them and I was like someday the gold dresses yeah motivation yeah but it's so that's like so bad for you mm-hmm. mentally to like see that every day because it's just like yeah. hanging there yeah hanging out and you're like I'm never gonna be a size eight like ever again you know and that's okay yeah it's fine. <laughs> it's but okay. it, it does take a really long time honestly like to get to that point like I don't I don't even want to give it a time frame because it, every day I have to go like okay yeah. I guess those mm-hmm. fit more 
Well, and sometimes you go backwards. I mean, like you can even be like, I, I think like I'm probably at the best mental health of like my body and positivity and all that stuff, but like something can trigger you and you can like go back nine steps. Um, and for me, that's usually dating. So I think it's like hard because things like in every other step of my life, it's like those things don't bother me. But if I have like a bad date or a bad interaction on a dating app, I will start to feel shitty about myself, you know? And then it's like, it takes me right back to the place that I was where I want to fit in that dress that I never even wore. I just had a moment like that yesterday, two days ago. I've been trying to find an office chair for my office because the one that I have, I've had for years and it's like falling apart. And I got one at Home Goods a little while ago and it's fine, but it's like not great back support. So I was like, I'm going to find a new office chair. I ordered one from Target, didn't like, did not fit my butt at all. And I was like, mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> I ordered one from, and unfortunately, once you put the chair together, like it cannot you can't be. Take it back. I know. Like, I don't know why they make chairs that, like, why that's the thing. Luckily, I could return the Target one in store, but then I ordered one from Wayfair, and that one also didn't fit like my butt at all. And so then I was like, okay, Keaton, we gotta undo, like, unassemble this chair. And he's like, we literally can't. And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess I'm stuck with a chair. And then I was like. So I was like, oh, why can't I fit a normal size chair? And then I was like, hold on. Why can't chairs fit normal size people? But like the first thought was I, I did spend a good amount crying of like, oh, if only I fit in a normal size chair. And I right. was like, like, that's just like that our society is not built for fat people. But I just and I had this moment of like, OK, maybe if I just like lost a little bit of weight. And I was like, no, like, why don't you just buy a new chair? Yeah. <laughs> but there's things like that that'll just throw you off course mm -hmm. and it's hard it's hard to get back um so yeah so that was kind of the first thing and not to say that that's an easy step but that's a big one um the second thing is that your visual diet like what you consume on the internet and in tv and music and books like has so much more of an impact than I think we give credit for. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, it doesn't affect me, you know, but I started to follow people that one were promoting the messages that I needed to see the reminders I needed to see about body image and food and things like that. And then also bodies that looked like mine, bodies that were bigger than me, bodies that were smaller than me. And just like having those fill my feed and on days where someone would just say, Hey, cellulite is normal. And I'd be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, right. You're right. It, it just like started to be all I saw. I unfollowed anybody that didn't make me feel that way. And it was crazy how much it just started to normalize things about my body. I'd see somebody actually one of the biggest creators that I followed that made that impact was Bailey. Um, the Bailey P I saw her wearing an airy swimsuit and I was like, she looks like me and she's wearing it like a bikini. Like I can wear a bikini. And she's literally the reason I bought my first bikini. And I'm like, I, I would have never done that if I wasn't following somebody like that, you know? Yeah. So that was a big one that I still, I'm always like, follow these people. If anyone's like, how do I get started? I'm like, follow these people. Because seeing that kind of stuff every day just like permeates your brain and, and helps. 100%. It really does we talk about this a lot, but I yeah. think for me, that was the start of my journey too. Mm -hmm. And getting support too, like from posting online and people being, you know, like not the 
passive aggressive stuff, but you know, the, the actual positive encouragement um, of like, oh, it's so nice to see someone who looks like me. Like that is, you're like, oh, right. Yeah. This is like great for me and for you. Like to realize that there's other people that look like me and you out there. Yeah. It's therapeutic. Honestly, I started doing a series actually Chloe Zandria started it. Um, yeah. like bodies at every angle, like all yeah. angles, yeah, uh, you know, unposed. I started doing those and that was like really hard for me at first. Cause I don't think anybody really loves their side profile most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started doing that and for, like I filmed one and I was like, oh, there's no way I could post that. I'm like, no, no, no. And then I was like, okay, but like, if it's hard for me, then like somebody else has to see it. Mm-hmm. And so like, if anything, I'm posting it for me. And mo- and still most of the time I post those for me to like, the more you see something, the more I see my side profile, then I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's what I look like. It's just that totally. we don't see that. Yeah, just normalizing it. And I think something for me, and it still happens, but when I changed my feed and like what I consumed for a long time, I thought all these people were gorgeous and like these plus size people being so great and beautiful, but I couldn't see it in myself, it, but it was seeing them so often. That's what like eventually it took like six, six to eight months for me to even like sort of start thinking it. So it's not immediate, but it like that like started the normalizing of bodies period for me. Totally. And I think too, something that I don't think people really talk about when it comes to who you follow on social media is that like, it's okay to follow people for a season. There's creators that I followed that were really encouraging for me at the start of my body, you know, body acceptance journey. Mm-hmm. And that after a while I was like, mm, I don't really relate to their content anymore. And that's okay. Like mm-hmm. just a person online, it's just a channel you tune into basically. Right. <laughs> like it's okay to stop following them. And it's not their fault, you know, it's, they didn't do anything wrong. It's just where I'm, and sometimes like people rub me the wrong way for a little bit and I'm, yeah. you know, things like that where it's like, and I'm in a, I'm in a season now where I like am filling my feed with a lot more like just marginalized bodies, disabled bodies, you know, non-white bodies, all sorts of, that I'm like, I need to see more of that. Not just people that look like me, but like people that look not like me because we, for, you know, when we're stuck in our feeds, yeah. we forget other things exist. Right. You put blinders uh, on. Totally. So it, yeah, it's okay to unfollow people. It's okay to mute them. Like mm-hmm. you do you. <laughs> you don't need to tell them you're exiting and why you're no. exiting. You can just unfollow. Oh my God. I know. It's always so weird Stop messaging. I know. Okay, so I I feel like there's this like large stigma around like maintaining a weight for a man. Like I think that we are this is like ingrained in us like it's our duty as a woman. Do you feel like that played into you wanting to maintain a certain weight or do you feel like it was like other other uh, outside factors? I think it does a little bit. It was never any kind of pressure from my right, husband, which is awesome <laughs> like which is great yeah and he was never like if you gain weight I'm gonna break. like if mm-hmm. that's you red flag run away <laughs> but there is just kind of because there's inherent pressure for women to maintain a certain size and be the small beauty standard like of course we're gonna want to be that um especially if you if your body has changed while dating someone um I think for me like 
because I didn't think I was beautiful, I just didn't believe that he thought so. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I have to do something about it. But like, he was like, you don't <laughs> like, as long as you're healthy and happy, like, I don't yeah. care. You know, that's, um, That's really great. Cause I feel like too, I mean, at some point I feel like that's gotta be hard. I mean, like, was he like, I mean, I feel like you kind of said it. He was like a little exasperated, like at that point where he was like, I just, I don't know where to go from here. Um, yeah. Cause he, like, I would get mad at him for things or, you know, that I fell off my diet or that I, whatever. And he's like being the sounding board for that. And that's not fair to him. Um, but yeah, it would just, my low body image would like really affect obviously like my mental health, but like, I mean, there's a day, there was a day where I went home sick, quote unquote, sick from work because I was so uncomfortable on my body. Like I literally hated what I was wearing and was like, I have to get like out of my skin. Like I was like so uncomfortable. And I was like, this is not how I want to feel <laughs> like, and, and it's hard, especially I think of like, if a friend was really, really unhappy with their appearance and they're saying like, oh, I feel ugly or whatever. Yeah. And, and you're standing there going, you look great. Like, I, you know, and you're trying to encourage them. It gets exhausting when they don't believe you. And so I was like, I'm probably really annoying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, um, but yeah, luckily there wasn't any pressure from him. Um, I, I did get, when I posted that video, I did get quite a few people in the comments that are like, well, my husband just isn't, or my boyfriend, whatever, it just isn't attracted to larger bodies. So like, you know, I'm going to stay. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So like, and, and luckily there, my favorite thing is when other people fight for me in my own comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't have to do it. But there was, there was another group of people who were like, if your husband is like, so, or your partner, whatever, is so obsessed with like your body size, like basically they were saying like, isn't it nice to have somebody who views you as like not just an object? <laughs> like, um, it yeah. should be cool to have somebody who loves you for more than your body size. Then, like, yeah, you know, maybe. I, and I haven't asked. Like, he probably would never say this, but like, maybe, maybe he does feel a different level of attraction to me that I at the size I am now. Then, then, and that's okay because like he loves every single us. But one thing he said to me was like, I didn't love, I didn't marry you for your body. Like, I mm-hmm. married your person like you are a person and you're more than a body that's like really ultimately the goal I think too we've um talked a little bit about like men and how a lot of them don't even like they don't even acknowledge like they like they're not thinking about it as much as we think they are um especially like when we talk about like having sex for the first time with someone, I feel like we're just always in our brain about like, Oh my God, they're like looking at all this stuff. And it's like, really just, they're just excited to have sex. Mm-hmm. Like they're not really thinking about like all of the bits and parts of you. Um, and I think that's true to day-to-day life. Not to say that I don't constantly worry about that <laughs> for my future self, because I, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't, you know, still have issues with that where it's, you kind of feel like, okay, I need to be better or whatever. But I do think that like a lot of people aren't thinking about those things day to day. Like we think they are. Totally. I think, and not just partners, but everyone. Yeah. 
just in like the nicest way possible like nobody cares about you as much as you do <laughs> like mm-hmm. no like you're sitting there thinking like okay make sure that my thighs are not sitting fully on the chair so that they're not squished all out to yes. the side. and like literally nobody is looking at your thighs like mm-hmm. nobody no, everyone is so caught up in their own thoughts that like nobody is looking outside of them and that's kind of encouraging to me especially when I'm going out feeling a little less than perfect like you know maybe I'm going grungy to the grocery store like yeah like nobody's literally nobody's gonna look at me (laughs) if anything when I'm grungy I feel like I'm invisible it's nice I don't know if that's necessarily the case. <laughs> I don't know if it feels that I way. seem to make the most eye contact with people when I when am you're grungy. grungy? Really? Like in the grocery store and like Target and stuff. Yeah. Huh. I'm like, please don't look at me. Oh, like, I feel the I, opposite. Oh, no. I feel like people are basically like, yeah, that human doesn't <laughs> I feel like I always see cute guys at the grocery store when I'm well, like, that, that's, that, that's just fate. Yeah. With us. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a thing oh still no eye contact though no for me anyway (laughs) you're thinking yeah well I'm trying to think if I even want to go back here to binge eating like and how that affected your relationship because I used to suffer from binge eating um from a kid through college I really didn't deal with it until my mid-20s um but the secrets and the hiding and my like my roommates finding out in college like I could deal with my mom because she knew and I would it would the shame spiral that would happen but I think like with my friends finding out like finding all the things I'd hidden underneath my bed or like ice cream going missing one day that we just bought and like having to justify it to them how did you deal with that in a relationship Oof, that is a tough one <laughs> because it's so true. Um, especially like I was still dealing with it when we got married and we now shared an income. Mm-hmm. And I like went on a binge shopping spree and not like not like binge shopping, but like binge grocery shopping. Yeah. Um, and bought a bunch of stuff. I then was not only hiding food, but hiding an expense. Yeah. Like double shame there. Um, and then like, there was just like extra, yeah, level of like, if I finished, like you said, ice cream from the freezer, like there was times where I would like, you know, you try to replace it. You try to like, there's all sorts of, and it's just a a mess and a slippery slope. And like, never, I would never recommend having to try to keep that kind of secret, um, from people. And that's kind of the, the crux of binge eating too is that so much of it is secretive Mm -hmm. um it's not just like overeating or you know eating past fullness it's like hiding shit you know all that kind of stuff um and college was rough too because yeah you you know you have a shared pantry and like people can tell if things are gone Mm -hmm. um and, and it was it, an interesting one. I also, so when you're in a binge diet cycle, you get like the high from binge eating and then you get like the absolute low of like, I feel like complete garbage and physically and mentally. And then you're like, throw everything in the trash. So you like dig through the freezer, you dig through the pantry, you throw everything away, you pour soap in your ice cream so that you can't, you know, eat any more of it. And then 
the next time the binge like urge comes back you're like why did I do that like all my, then you spend more money and then you do and it's just like uh, it's, a, it's a never-ending cycle and then I also did this thing not to just like grind yeah. cheating habits but <laughs> um or I I and this is another like sneaky aspect of it where I like slowly kind of like supersized my meals like I could just convince myself that I like needed to eat more so like Chipotle for example I love Chipotle I, I still eat there like many times, <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> um I would I would get like a chicken bowl and then I would get like I slowly started getting like not just a regular bag of chips but a large bag of chips and then I would get like double chicken and the large bag of chips and then I would always have to have a drink and it would just be like I was no longer full with my first edition of the meal. I now had to have like all of this. And then I felt terrible afterwards. Like it was too much food for me, but it was this like sneaky way of binging to convince myself that I wasn't doing that. And I was like, also spending more money. <laughs> it just, yeah. yeah, it was a lot. Especially if you're Uber eating. Did he realize what you were doing though? Not really. No, no. He never like called me out on it um you found a gem <laughs> which like maybe I'm I'm sure that he knew like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna say that I was like so good at hiding <laughs> like then there was definitely times where I would be like hey I would I, I would confess to him things like that um especially if it came to like money spending um and and he was always supportive of like okay like we're going to get it under control. He was never like mad at me for it, um, which is great because I didn't need to add anything to that shame. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, okay, like what, can, how can I help? Like, what can I do to, and usually my answer was like, gotta do another diet, which was not the answer. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. And then when I started healing my relationship with, with binge eating, it's a really interesting balance because one of the main things that you have to do first is give yourself unconditional permission to eat anything at any time and so a lot of people are like well then I'm just gonna eat everything all the time (laughs) and you kind of do for a little bit um but you have to in order to get to the point where like food is not so crazy like it I one of the things that I love to binge on and I don't really eat it that much because I honestly just don't care about it that more that much anymore is Cool Ranch Doritos. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I started healing my relationship with food, I was like, well, then I'm just going to buy Cool Ranch Doritos. And I would eat them and then I would start eating them and I'd be like, mm, I don't really feel that great. So I'd stop eating them. And what I had to figure out was like, the thing that I have to tell myself over and over again is you you can always have more Doritos. Like they're going to be there if you yeah. want to go back and get them. And that was something that my husband like, kind of had to figure out how to wrap his head around too because he was like well like you don't need to eat a bag of Doritos every day and I'm like no I don't but I can yeah I can't and that's the point it's like I need to know that I can uh, because if I can't my brain will tell you you can never and then it will become this like special pedestal food yeah like you're back in the mm-hmm. same thing and so there was a period of like I was buying all of these like snacky foods you know that you typically binge on um that I was like now giving myself permission to have and I would buy them a lot until they kind of just lost their specialness and then I was like every once in a while I go oh you know I'm really kind of craving some cool ranch Doritos and I'd get some and I'd go great like 
I have them. I can do that again if I want to, but I don't, Mm -hmm. you know? And so for a while he was like, okay, we're buying a lot of stuff that we don't normally buy. Um, and had to work, I had to kind of explain that to him, but he was never like, let's not, because he knew that that would not be helpful for my healing journey. So anyway, that's that. No, that's great. We love a supportive king. <laughs> I know he sounds awesome. And, but you also did a lot of work on yourself. So he was just there a lot of supportive but, but along like, the way, but like you did so is much. such a big deal though. Like, yeah. Po- that positive reinforcement stuff is so like I feel like really rare because it's like it needs you need a lot of empathy which I find is hard for a lot of um men mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also know. hard for like a lot of women too I get where you're coming from but like for what what you've gone through Caitlin yeah, yeah, yeah. um and like I'm talking very generally here. Yeah, yeah, Mo- but like most people don't understand it. No, yeah. So, no. well, yeah. and the, the funny thing is, I've gone from this very extreme, either extreme dieting or extreme binging or like thing like a very unhealthy relationship with food to now like healthy relationship with food, still working on it, healthy relationship with my body, and now I'm leaning towards like fat acceptance and like mm-hmm. or health at every size and like all this kind of stuff that then I get on my soapbox with him and I'm like okay we got I gotta make sure that you agree with me on these things yeah and he's like okay like yes like chill out <laughs> I'm like okay okay he's like I love you <laughs> yeah he's like you're like love that you're into that but like like my Instagram audience <laughs> yeah he's like you don't want to hear sports as much as I don't want to hear about this at the yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I love that. I'm so I'm so glad you were able to like get through that and work through that and like come out and like tell people about it because I think that's huge. Yeah. I started my little Instagram page uh end of 2019, early 2020, and I started with a post that was really just intended for like my friends and family. I had like 200 followers, like, you know, it was just people I knew. And it was like, Hey, I've struggled with my weight, like my whole life. And I was convinced that like, I needed to do something about it. And I felt really, really alone in this. And I know that I'm not, and I don't really know what I'm going to do about it yet. But like, I'm putting this out there. (laughs) If anyone else is in this boat of like, I'm struggling with my body or my weight or whatever, Like, I'm so tired of it. And like, I'm just going to not do that anymore. And I was still kind of in this, like, but I still kind of want to lose weight (laughs) mindset. Um, And I even, and I was even smaller when I posted a picture about that. And it started with just kind of like little messages of like, okay, this skirt didn't fit anymore and that's okay. And it didn't really grow much until, hmm. 2021 end of 2021 when I posted like I started doing a pose series on TikTok that was like is it a cute pose or is she just skinny mm-hmm. um, which like people mostly are mad at the title of that mm-hmm. series because it's skinny shaming and I'm like okay it's not but okay yeah um, it's just a catchy TikTok title chill out um <laughs> <laughs> and that one of those videos it blew up on tiktok at the same time that like 
it blew up on Instagram and so oh, both wow. like which is like so weird both accounts kind of blew up at the same time and I went from like 2,000 to like 15,000 followers in like a week I was like oh. Oh. <laughs> um and so then I was kind of like okay what do I there's always this pressure after you've gone viral of like what the heck do I do now I have to start pumping out the content I have to like do what people think that I'm here to do and it's honestly been like a a journey of like what a year or so the last year trying to figure out like what am I doing online <laughs> like what do I actually want to post about and share about and it's really landed in this like everybody deserves to be confident no matter what size they are no matter what shape they are no matter what like weight they are at any size and like that's what I'm here for so I love that I love that jinx huh? <laughs> oh, that's a really awesome message to end yeah, on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Make sure you guys go follow Caitlin at Sass and Cellulite on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, at the end of every episode, we say bye together. Do you want to say bye with us? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. bye. Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at SwipeBat. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook group, join that too. Just search Swipe Bat Podcast. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review.